Well, good morning, good afternoon, good evening there, ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls. Welcome back to another episode of Clashing in Traffic. My name's Catfish. I'm your host for today. Well, for always on, on this podcast anyway. Why don't y'all hop on in, buckle up. It's time to go play in some traffic. Y'all, uh, once again, we are having another telecommuting edition of Clashing in Traffic, and we'll get into a little bit more about why that is in just a few minutes. But before we get into any of that, I wanted to share with y'all, well, I wanted to share this weird story that I have. Uh, this past week, I'm sitting at my desk working on things, and all of a sudden, out of nowhere. Now, I was expecting some packages to be delivered and some some parts for some stuff, and and that's part of the reason why I'm I'm doing a teleworking edition again this week. We'll get into what that is. But I'm sitting at my desk in the back of the house. Right, my wife is in the front of the house, uh, hanging out, doing something, working on something, and then all of a sudden, out of nowhere, there is this massive pounding on the front door, not somebody, you know, ringing the doorbell and not one of those little, you know, tap, 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 knock, knock, knock kind of things. No, somebody is like full blown. And I'm like, all right, all right, let's go see what's going on. Let's go see dogs freaking out and going nuts because, you know, somebody just woke her from her slumber. And I'm actually kind of surprised she didn't hop up and start barking when I did that. So I, I walk up to the front of the house and I look out the little window that's next to my door. And I kid you not, there is this dude in a cow onesie standing on my front step. And I'm, I'm expecting it was just like, you know, the UPS guy dropping off a box. You know, they'll, they'll knock and then run. No, 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 no. There is this, this young man, um, I don't know, early 20s, maybe a teenager. Not sure. All I know is homeboy was wearing a cow onesie and was knocking furiously on my front door. I've never seen the guy before. Don't know if he lives in the neighborhood. I didn't see a car parked out front. I'm like, all right. So I crack open the door and said, can I help you? And the guy's like, uh, yeah, man, can I use your bathroom? Uh, excuse me, what? I, I, I need to use your bathroom. Now, guys, let's, let, let's, let's look at this for just a second. There's a stranger that I've never seen before. Now, this is also just a couple days after my car got broken into, parked out on the street, and our entire neighborhood, from my neighborhood to oh, two or three neighborhoods over uh, that goes oh, about two miles from here. In the middle of the night, we had a crew that was going through checking all of the car doors to see if anything was unlocked. That happens in this neighborhood when you, when you have a population density as much as we do people are going to be looking for crimes of opportunity and there was a crew going through checking car doors and it just so happened that my daughter had driven my car to work and she got home and forgot to lock the door now i harp on my kids all the time lock the doors lock the doors just do it because people are always coming through checking door handles in the middle of the night this crew got caught on security cameras. People have their ring doorbells and all of the other security cameras set up, but they're no dummies. These, these people aren't, they're not stupid. They're wearing all black clothing. They're wearing their black masks, keeping everything covered. 
and they're wearing gloves as they're trying the door handles. So there's no fingerprints, there's no faces that are seen, even though this dude on one of the cameras walked straight up between the two cars that were parked in the driveway. There was clearly a camera that was in the lights that were shining down on the cars. So motion sensors go off, the lights come on, guy looks straight up at the camera, checked both of the car doors, turned around, and walked away. Because you can't see anything. So my daughter accidentally left the car doors unlocked. And when she goes to leave that next morning, she notices that the glove box is open and the stuff, the contents of the glove box were laying on the floor in the seat. Now, I don't keep anything of value in the car because I know that those types of things happen. So the only thing in there is, you know, the, the registration and the insurance card. I've got a like a, a multi-tool and a little flashlight. That's the only thing that I really keep in there. Oh, and a, you know, like a, a small roll of paper towels to, to clean up stuff or if you, you know, need a, a napkin. That's really it. That's the only thing that I keep in my glove box and I clear everything else out. However, my daughter left her prescription sunglasses in the center console. That was the only thing that got stolen. So good job to the little petty thieves that came through checking door handles because you got a pair of sunglasses that aren't going to work for anybody else. So now my, my poor daughter, who is nearly blind without her glasses, she's having trouble driving home from work when the sun is blaring in her eyes because we still have to go get her new sunglasses. Thankfully, that's all that was stolen from me. There were many others in the neighborhood who had their cars unlocked and actually kept, you know, high dollar items in there. You know, trucks with tools and things in the back. Regardless. A couple days after this, where we have been warned that there's people going through the neighborhoods and casing houses and checking things out, and I'm always leery. I, you know, I'm in the security business. Yes, it's cybersecurity, but we're always being in that mindset. We're always being security minded, and I'm always, you know, keeping an eye out for funny business. So here's a guy who wants to come inside. I've never seen him before, and he wants to come inside my house. Uh, no, that's, that's, I'm sorry, that that's not going to happen. Um, the guy, if he really did need to use a restroom, I'm literally a block away from a gas station. So bro, you could, you could walk a half a block up and, and use the bathroom at the 7-Eleven. So I say, no, sorry, you can't come inside my house. Then the guy looks at me and he goes, well, can you at least give me your Wi-Fi password? Um, excuse me? Dude in a cow onesie wants to use my bathroom. When I say no, he then gets mad at me and says, can I at least give him my Wi-Fi password? No, man, no, that's not going to happen. <laughs> and then the whole time I'm thinking, you need to get your furry butt off my lawn before I turn you into hamburger. Anyway, that, that was just a weird story. Has anybody else had a dude in a cow onesie knock on your door? That was that was a first for me. Now I said I had been waiting for some parts, guys. Um, I don't know anybody who has has seen in in the Discord. I I share it in various different ones, but there are times when I will share pics from the beer fridge. I've got a refrigerator out in the garage that is mostly just dedicated to beer. The freezer on it works awesome. The refrigerator side of it kind of is, is not. I have to do some things to it. It'll run for a while and then it starts to freeze up and it still keeps things cold enough for beverages. I'm one of those crazy people who likes, we're going to, we're going to use the, the air quotes here in case you can't see it, likes warm beer. I, I like a lot of my stout served, you know, in the 50 degree range. So that's a little bit warmer than your refrigerator should be keeping it. So it's great as a beer fridge for me. 
Well, my beloved beer fridge it finally decided it was going to die. And I knew that I, I had been keeping it limping along and I needed some parts, ordered some parts back in like October and through my, my home warranty company. And they finally were supposed to be getting delivered. So I was hoping that that knock on the door was the parts for my beer fridge, my beloved beer fridge. So I've got a refrigerator in the garage where the refrigerator's kind of wonky, but the freezer's great. And then my refrigerator in the house, it also had some parts go bad where the freezer was a little bit wonky, but the refrigerator was great. So I've got two refrigerator freezer combos and between them, I've got one working set. So I've got all these parts on order. I'm waiting for things to come in. Nope. That's not what that knock on the door was. It was a furry that decided he wanted to steal my Wi-Fi password. Now, let's push forward here a couple days. This is yesterday and today. Yesterday, I wake up and my freezer that's on the fritz in the house finally decides that it is going to be kaput. It needs to, you know, have some work done on it. And uh, usually what happens is I've got to, you know, defrost everything and get the fan going again because the fan will get frozen up. Same thing with the refrigerator in the garage. Got to defrost everything. Well, they both decide they're going to go kaput. And then I see that I have a delivery scheduled for today. So this morning, I finally got all my parts delivered. Now, yesterday, one freezer breaks, one refrigerator decides to break. I know that I've got the parts on the way. And then wifey goes to turn on the TV and the TV is dead. I've got sound, no picture. So I've got a freezer in, or a refrigerator in the garage that I've got all torn apart with parts all over the place. I've got a freezer in the house that I've got torn apart. And now I've got a TV that I have taken apart to determine whether it is the power supply or the Tcon board. And I think I've determined that it is my one of my LED strips inside the thing is out. So now I've got some parts on order for my TV. So if y'all came over this morning, you would have seen all of this stuff. It was like a tornado went off in the house. There's a computer, electric, not computer, TV electronic parts all over the place, the multimeter hanging out, got my test set all up. But I've got the beer fridge working. I've got the freezer in the kitchen back to working, all new parts and stuff. So we should be good. We should be good for another, oh, hopefully five, 10 years if these things are built right. Well, the old refrigerator's probably like that. The newer ones, oh, it's probably gonna be two years before I have to replace parts on that. Again, because they just don't build things the way that they used to. Now, why am I, why do I tear apart stuff and want to fix it? That's just, I love that kind of stuff. I love tearing things apart, getting into them, seeing what needs to be done. This is not the first time that I've done this to a TV. If you've ever had a TV that goes out where you turn it on and you've got sound, you can tell things are working, but you've got no picture. Usually the fix for it is a $20 to $50 part that if you take it somewhere, they're going to charge you about $250 to do the repair. Or you go out and you, you replace the TV. Now you're talking, what are TVs? You know, the one that I have, I think to replace it would cost us about $600 to replace. It's going to be about $40 for me to get the two parts in that I need to replace. And that's even me ordering an extra part because I was kind of iffy on whether or not it was the power supply or one of the LED strips. So I'm ordering a set of strips and a power supply. We're just going to knock them both out while I've got the back off the TV and it'll be done. Take me two hours worth of work, $40 worth of effort, and it's going to save me about $200 in repair fees or about $650 if I were to just replace the TV. So don't be afraid to, you know, if something breaks, take it apart. Go on YouTube. YouTube is awesome about teaching you how to fix things. That is what I have been doing today. So I took most of the morning off. I've got a meeting this afternoon that I've got to take care of. So I'll be doing that 
after we get done recording this episode of the podcast. So, 10 minutes into the episode, we haven't even talked about Clash of Clans. But you know what? That's the way we do things around here right now, right? We like to talk about what is going on in our lives, and then we'll get into this game that we all know and love. So what is going on in Clash of Clans this week? Well, I think everybody just finished up CWL. Supercell CWL has completed. We actually completed it in Jericho Rising with the Town Hall 14s a few days ago. Because as we talked about on the last episode, we only had six clans that were in our group. That's the first that we have ever seen that. We, we usually spin late. Apparently we spun too late this time. So we weren't able to get matched up with eight clans like everybody else only got matched up with six that threw off our whole rotation right we took 21 town hall 14s and our goal was to give everybody five attacks so that we could test out some of the new guys that we have in the clan uh knock some rust off there because it was we're back in the champions three clan actually we got jericho rising back up to champions three so we wanted to get you know knock some rust off in champions league before jumping straight back into knights of zion and champs two after we've had a, a couple months month break from that as we've been farming up gideon's keep with its experience and then we get matched up with the six only a six league group or a six clan group and that threw everything off so i tried to revamp the schedule we really wanted to get some of the newer guys and some of the the guys that maybe haven't had as much experience in Champs League, we wanted to give them a chance to show us what they could do. And part of the reason that we opted to do it that way was because when you get in this, you know, only six clans in the group in Champions League, well, normally slots seven and eight demote out of Champions Three. And since there were only six of us, we knew nobody was going to get demoted. And that, you know, that was a 99% thing last week when we were talking about it. That's confirmed. And the reason we know that is because, doggone it, we finished in last place. It was just an awful CWL. Guys who were used to getting tons of triples for us weren't getting them. We had guys who were getting one stars. We're testing out the new folks. We had a couple missed attacks. It was just, it was wretched. Uh, part of that was because of the weird schedule that we had to do and not having all of our heavy hitters in as many days as we would have liked to. But all in all, I'm glad we did Jericho Rising this week instead of jumping straight into Knights of Zion because there is no way that we would have been able to stay in Champs 2 with the performance that we had there. Now, I, I wasn't there. I didn't feel like I earned a spot with the Town Hall 14s this month, so I had my Town Hall 14 down in Eden's Edge trying to help out there. I uh, didn't really do very much with my 14 there. I only ended up with one triple out of the whole week. I'd had a bunch of rushed attacks because of, well, just not taking the time to plan things out. So that that's where we were on that. So Jericho Rising with all of our Town Hall 14s finished in sixth place out of six. Ugh. Guys, we need, we need more practice. We need more practice with our Town Hall 14 so that we can get back into the swing of things. So what I want to do this month, anybody out there that's got some, some Town Hall 14 clans, maybe do some 15v15s, I would love to, to have some friendly wars that we can set up and, and do with each other so that we can, you know, we can knock off the rust and we can get prepared for next month to hopefully get back to having our good 15 to 17 roster that's working in Champs League and get everybody else uh, in, into the other clan 
but that's that's what I'd like to do. I'd, I'd like to schedule some friendly wars. We've got a few folks who are still kind of on break, and we've got some other folks who actually have brought some more more of their accounts into the clan. So hopefully that will uh, that will be something that that will be good for us. Now I was down in Eden's Edge with my Town Hall 14 and my Noob Town Hall 12. And we did all right down there at Eden's Edge, guys. Through day four, so days one, two, three, and four, we were in first place, y'all. We had won every war up to that point. We were in first place. We were sitting pretty. We were sitting pretty. Uh, me, on the first four days with my Town Hall 12, now it's a relatively new Town Hall 12, uh, the first day, the clan that we were pitted against had quite a few Town Hall 11s at the bottom, so I ended up, because I was like the bottom Town Hall 12, and all of our Town Hall 12s had already hit the other Town Hall 12s, day one, I ended up having to hit a Town Hall 11. So, easy peasy, knock that out, got the triple. Day two, finally got to, to attack a Town Hall 12. Yes! Now, it might have been, it wasn't a fully maxed Town Hall 12, but I'm new. I think my Giga Tesla is just now at level three. So I've been, I've had my town hall bomb, my town hall bomb, my town hall weapon down ever since I got to town hall 12. I've been upgrading that. I've got a builder dedicated to getting that up to level five as quickly as possible. So however long it takes to get from, you know, fresh town hall 12 to it finished its level three upgrade oh, right as CWL was starting. So that's where I'm at on that. So day two got to triple the town hall 12. Day three was probably the toughest day for me. And that is because my town hall 12 got pit against a town hall eight and I was challenged to three start in 48 seconds. W Parker challenged me to that. And unfortunately, I was only able to do it in 50. So I failed that challenge on my Town Hall 12 versus Town Hall 8 bully. Could not do it in 48 seconds. Got stuck doing it with 50, 51 seconds, whatever. So I failed on that. Still got the three stars, but I failed on the challenge. <laughs> and then day four. Day four, I got to go after a Town Hall 13. Yeah, it was a little bit rushed, but still. New Town Hall 12 versus Rush Town Hall 13. Knocked out the triple there. That was my Town Hall 12. Up through this point, my Town Hall 14 had gotten two-star, 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 just because that's what I was able to do. Everybody else was performing well. We had an almost perfect war. Now, that was against that, that clan that had the Town Hall 8s down at the bottom. Almost perfect war there. Did everything well. Going great. Day 5. Day 5 were pitted against what is, at the time, the second-place clan. And we're pretty evenly matched. They had some higher town hall levels than us. They had a few more 14s, a few more 13s and whatnot. But some of their 14s and 13s were rushed. So I think we were pretty evenly matched with these guys. And as we get down to the end of the war, I think we had three or four attacks left on our side. They had about the same number of attacks. And I got to look and I was like, we can pull out the victory here. We can pull out this victory if... We can do a couple things. We needed to get at least two triples, and one of those was going to be my Town Hall 12 was going to have to attack a Town Hall 14. There was a Town Hall 12 that was available on the map, but we also had one more Town Hall 12 that was that was going to be hitting. He was a trialist, so we weren't, you know, his new guy to the clan. I was like, I'm not going to make him have to go up and hit the 14. Let's go ahead and leave that Town Hall 12 for him. And then we had a couple other guys that had some hits. One of those guys ended up knocking out a triple. So there was one of the triples that we needed. We knew that we needed at least one more triple to at least 
almost secure us the win. So I go in and I go after this town all 14. Yeah, it's a little rush, but it's a 12 versus 14. And somehow miraculously pulled off a three star against this 14. I'm ecstatic. I'm like, hey, I just won the war for us, guys. I, all we got to do now is the other two guys, they just need to get two stars and it should secure us the victory because I didn't think there was any way that there, I think they had a, a newer 14 and a 13 that were left to hit. There was no way they were going to three star uh, the two 14s that were left. I figured they were going to triple my Town Hall 12 base. That one was one of the ones that was left for them to attack. And they did. They tripled that base because they had a 13 that could hit it. And I was doing the math. I'm like, we've got this. All we've got to do is get four stars between two attacks. And the guys who are left to attack should have no problem knocking out those, those two stars. Our next to last guy attacks gets his two star. Awesome. All we need left, all we need to do is two star the one remaining base, it's going to be a 12 versus 12 hit. Then we're going to win this war because we were down by two stars. They had finished all of their attacks. We were down by two stars and we had 83.67% to their 84.30%. So as long as we get a couple percentage points and knock out the two star, we're guaranteed the victory there. If all boys able to knock out a triple, even better. And we're waiting. And we're waiting. And anybody who listened to Clash on the Potty knows that Proverbs was up waiting and waiting and waiting. And Homeboy misses his attack. And then just a few minutes later, hops on to clan chat and was like, oops, I missed it by a couple minutes. And that was it. <sighs> we lost the war because of a missed attack. Okay. All right. No problem. No problem. That puts us in second place. Hopefully that means we can we can still hang out. Maybe we'll be able to overcome some of the star deficit and still get promoted. No, that's not what happened. We ended up second place. Uh, you have to be in first place to get promoted out of Crystal 1. So we missed getting promoted. Now, they had they ended up with 568 stars to our 546 stars. Well, let's do the let's do the math really quick. Had our guy who missed an attack got a two-star, that would have put us at 548. Getting that two-star would have meant they would not have gotten their 10-star bonus for winning, so that drops them down to 558. We would have gone from 548, won that war, so that would have put us at 548. There would have been a tie at first place, 558 to 558 stars, and even with the missed attack, we beat them on total destruction 17,539 to 18,090 we failed to promote because of one missed attack guys that's how important some of those missed attacks or one stars can come down to in CWL it's it's a massive team effort right everybody has to work together or one person one missed attack can throw you off is it really the end of the world? Not really, because I don't think that Eden's Edge really needed to get promoted out of Crystal 1. It would have been a lot more difficult for them, for us next month, to, to stay in Master 3. Uh, we don't know how many 14s we're going to have to send to Eden's Edge next month, so I think staying in Crystal 1 was just fine. But that just does go to highlight a little bit of how one little thing can throw off the whole goal of the war. Thankfully, our goal was not to promote. Our goal really was to finish as high as we could without promoting, so we did exactly what the goal was. The stretch goal would have been to promote, but 
you know, then we would have just demoted again next month. In the grand scheme of things, a demotion from Master 3 would not have been bad, but it's getting demoted sometimes hurts morale. So while we would have ended up with more medals by getting demoted out of Masters 3 than staying in Crystal 1, the, the little hit that it would take to morale may not have been worth it. So good job to Eden's Edge. Good job to the guys who were there for knocking things out, for performing so well. And to the trialists who miss attacks, well, when we go to vote, that's a no vote. So unfortunately, some of the trialists who missed attacks in war are no longer with us. We wish them well, and hopefully in oh, two to three months, they will decide to try again, and maybe they will have improved on some of their, some of their skills, and we'll have some great guys still warring with us. So that's where we were with Eden's Edge and Jericho Rising. Now, down in good old COTP plebs, unfortunately, I ended up missing my last attack on the last day of the war, partially because I had, oh, a TV that was in a bajillion different pieces on the living room floor and was trying to figure out if I was going to be getting my parts from my beer fridge. <laughs> and that war ended sooner than my others, and I thought all of them ended a little bit later. Ended up missing one of my attacks there in COTP Pleb. So my apologies to those guys there. I got I got distracted and failed. Failed again. Sorry about that, y'all. Now, let's uh let's move on from just talking about my clans. Let's talk about some Clash of Clans stuff just in general. Y'all know that account security has been something that I have been harping on oh pretty frequently here on the podcast over the last several months. And I'm not the only one. I mentioned last week that I was welcoming some of the new folks that may have been listening coming over from the r slash Clash of Clans subreddit. And the moderators over there on the subreddit are also taking notice of things that are going on with account security and have actually put out a call to most of the podcast hosts and other content creators. And they're asking for some help because they are noticing a lot of complaints in the forum, in the, in the subreddit, that are talking about the issues that we're having with account security and with Supercell support dealing with some of these, these issues. And they've asked for us to, to provide some feedback. Now, whenever Supercell actually does respond to some of these things, one of the things that Supercell says is that we only hear about the bad experiences and that since there's only so few people who are posting on the Clash of Clans subreddit, that it's probably only, oh, like one or two percent of any of the support tickets that get opened, that it's such a small minority that it's not that big of an issue. And there, there is some truth to that, right? Many people who have good experiences don't ever go in and thank anybody for the good experiences, whether that's it, you know, a restaurant, a store, online support, whatever. We only reach out to the company when it's a bad thing, right? We only want to complain and get that injustice that has been done to us fixed. So here's what the subreddit moderators are asking. I'm just going to read this here. This is from Congressman Cole Rick. He, I want to thank him for hopping in. He's stopped by most of the 
podcast Discord servers, uh, introduced himself and gathered some information from all of us so that he could put together a, a wiki page for all of the Clash of Clans podcasts. So I appreciate that. But here is what he has said. And this, I'm just going to read part of this post that he put into the subreddit. Highlighting community concerns on account security and phishing. Due to the rising number of posts on the subject, it's becoming necessary for us to highlight the community's growing concern over account security and phishing in Clash of Clans. At the bottom of this thread, we have compiled a selection of the recent posts on the topic, which express alarm over how easy it may be to access or steal an account. Many also display the frustration of utilizing the current support infrastructure, as well as testify that they were erroneously banned while trying to recover their own stolen accounts. We are creating this thread with several goals in mind. To give our users a place to share their stories and experiences with stolen accounts and clans, both positive and negative. We also ask that our users respectfully share their concerns and ideas for how these processes could be improved. To request that Supercell inform us of concrete steps we can take as individuals to secure our accounts, especially as some of the recovery information is so easily obtained and not intuitively private. Clearly, Supercell ID alone is not adequate. The community deserves better than relying on speculative, user-created guides to safeguard their accounts. And to provide a venue for this dialogue between Supercell and the players that can be easily referenced and linked to in the future for anyone struggling with these same issues. We know this is a complicated and potentially insightful topic, so again, we remind you to please stay respectful and remember our first rule, be civil. At the end of the day, we all want the same thing, to peacefully enjoy the game without worry. This is a chance to come together and discuss a way forward. Let's make the best of it. So what the moderators are asking for is anybody, anybody who has ever dealt with Supercell support, specifically geared towards account recovery, to give them some information on how it went, whether it was a good experience. You noticed that, say you noticed that somebody else was playing on your account, you contacted support, and within five minutes, it was all cleared up. You had access to your account again, and the other person was gone. If so, leave that information. Or if like several of the folks that I have personally known who have had an account that was hacked or fished or whatever, they notice that something weird is happening they contact support from another account and they end up getting that second account banned for 31 days and never regain access to that first account. If that is what your experience is, then that is the kind of content that they're looking for on this post in the subreddit. Whatever experience you might have. So guys like, like Kratos, K-Money, Clay Thompson, guys who were, are in or have been in Knights of Zion and Eden's Edge in the past several months who have had accounts hacked, we're looking for that information. What was your experience? Because we don't want, if, if Supercell really is responding to most of those hacked accounts, if they're responding in a good way, we want to know that. So let's, let's provide the good feedback. If there really is an underlying issue with this, that we want Supercell to address, then we need to have as much information as possible. So I would encourage everybody, go onto this Reddit form. I will post a link to this specific post uh, in, in, well, I'll actually post it in a couple different Discord servers so that everybody has access to it. If you are already in a podcast Discord server, you have seen Rick come in and ask for people 
to give that information. I don't think there are any of the podcast hosts out there who would have any issue with getting that link directly posted. I know that Clash Tips has already had Rick's link posted directly in their server. I'm going to post it in the Clash on the Potty Discord server where I'm where I'm located. I'll also get it up on the Klaus Gaming uh, the Klaus Gaming Discord server so that all of that audience can see it. Uh, the rest of you podcast hosts, because I know that that's really the only people who listen is like four or five of the podcast hosts. Please do the same thing. We want to highlight this and not just for Clash of Clans. You see, account security is not handled by the individual game developer. It's handled by a separate team within Supercell. Supercell ID has its own team that handles security and the Supercell support that has to anything to do with account recovery, I think probably is coming from that Supercell ID team. So if you play Clash Royale, if you play Boom Beach, if you play Brawl Stars or any of the new games that are in meta and you're having any of these account security issues, please highlight this. We would love to be able to have all of these different communities, Clash of Clans, Clash Royale, Brawl Stars being the three big ones. Brawl Stars... Brawl Stars has a pretty big esports presence right now. They they're the ones that seem to be getting most of the advertising dollars from Supercell. They just did that big partnership with Mr. Beast, where they were a sponsor for one of his videos. They were nominated. Brawl Stars was one that was nominated for the esports awards mobile game of the year. Did not win, but that seems to be where a lot of the advertising dollars for Supercell are going. So if you are playing that and seeing the same issues in Brawl Stars. Let's let's collect that information. Go on to the Brawl Stars subreddit and and start a very similar thing. I, I pointed that out to Rick that maybe we want to get the moderators from the various different subreddits for Supercell games to all, you know, let's let's cross pollinate this information. Let's all point out that hey, it's not just Clash of Clans, it's it's us, it's Clash Royale, it's Brawl, it's Boom, it's all of the other games. If there's a common thread towards this issue, maybe Supercell will actually address it. And instead of just blasting Darian, everybody gets on there and says, I had an issue. Somebody wants to respond and say, Darian, look, you messed up again. Your your game is, is stupid. It's out of Darian's hands. So let's not blast Darian for what's not his responsibility. Now, it is his responsibility as the community manager to take the community concerns and get those in to Supercell headquarters and to the folks who are actually responsible for getting things fixed. So let's get all of this data together. Let's get all of our experiences, good or bad, put them onto this subreddit and see if perhaps we can actually get some things done. Guys, There's it's not just accounts that are getting hacked too, because if somebody's able to fish the leader that's in a clan, they're going in, they're taking over the leader account, kicking everybody out of the clan, all the co-leaders, all the members, whatever, bringing a new account in, putting that as the leader, and then kicking out the old leader. So that now the accounts for the whole, everybody's kicked out of the clan, and now the clan is owned by somebody else. And in some instances, we're seeing these clans that have these massive war win streaks, which is a whole, that's a whole thing in and of itself, right? Because you're not just doing random spins. When you're on these, these massive war win streaks, there's a whole science behind how you get your matches and what you're doing. Some of it may not be exactly fair play because they're trying to rig who they get matched up against and throw things. So I understand that there's some things out there like that. But there are some legit clans who are are farming up good war win streaks. Uh, we actually had a, a friend of ours, Dissectatron. He's the brother of one of our former clan mates from 
well, from Knights of Zion and from Guild of Grace, uh, he had a pretty massive win streak going. His was only like 72, I believe. But still, that's that's pretty dang good compared to what I think our biggest win streak is, is, you know, 10, 15, who knows? I don't I don't remember. But even they got they got sniped by somebody who just wanted to end their streak. They weren't one of these guys that had the three, four, and five hundred win streaks, but still. They had some good stuff going. They got sniped. They didn't get their clan stolen, but somebody figured out when they were going to be doing a spin and got matched up with them and ended their streak. But we have seen some of these clans where they've got these big streaks going or they have something else. They're they're a clan that's known for something else. Savage Sevens and Elite Eight are one of them where the clan leader had their account fished. Then they kicked everybody out of the clan. And instead of just bringing in a, another account to take over the clan, the clan leader left the clan, which then deletes the clan. Now, I think I have seen that Savage Sevens was able to be restored somehow. Uh, I, I haven't gone back and checked in a while to see that Elite Eight is back. But I used to have those clans bookmarked because when I was coming up, I thought I might like to try that. I was one of those guys who back when Town Hall 11 was the top, I had a Town Hall 7 that I pushed up into Titan, I believe, and thought about maybe I'll take and maybe I'll try to go to, to Savage Sevens and ended up not. I, I stayed with my, my clan family there. But I, I had those clans bookmarked. And one day I noticed at the bottom of my bookmark licks, big bookmark, ugh, guys, I can't, I can't talk. What is going on? Time for some more coffee. Uh, but I noticed at the bottom of my clan list that there were some slots where it just said information not available. And then come to find out that Savage Sevens and Elite Eights had both been deleted because of this account security problem. So, again, anybody that's got anything, any any sort of interaction with Supercell support regarding account recovery or account security, let's get that information up there and give as much ammunition to the moderators on the subreddit and to our community manager to get supercell id to actually enact some change that could be for the good now speaking of the reddit moderators guys there is a brand new clash of clans podcast it's not out on apple podcasts or or spotify yet the very first episode if you didn't listen to it when it happened it's it's already gone because it was just on reddit uh, i think they were calling it the mod pod and it was the the subreddit moderators got together and and had a discussion and a talk they had folks that were commenting underneath it was like one of the live the, like the live stage podcasts i know that uh, pineapples and thorns did one recently where they did the live stage recording and people could were, were in the discord server asking questions while the guys were talking the, the, the guys and the gals were talking and it, it's fun right because you've got some more community involvement there it's it's a, a good time they did one of those on the reddit the subreddit it was only available right there uh, because i guess there was something set up weird where the recording wasn't enabled so the episode the very first episode was lost but the moderators on our subreddit have promised that they're going to do it again sometime and I can't wait. I can't wait to see what's going on. I, I read through the comments that were on, uh, that were that were happening, some of the discussion, the written discussion. And I can't wait to see what our guys who are involved in the Reddit community running our subreddit, can't wait to see what they have to bring to the podcast stage. So welcome to all of the Reddit mods with ModPod. Can't wait to hear it out there on the various platforms if you guys need any help in setting that up i don't know why you would it's, it's really easy but if you need any help setting it up reach out reach out to one of us because those of us who have been doing the podcast for a little while 
anybody, any of us would be happy to, to provide you with some, some hints to help you out. And uh, I'm sure that some of our guys would even be happy to hop on and do some episodes with you, but you know, you've got enough, uh, enough moderators there that I'm sure you have plenty of content and I am excited that there is yet another podcast that is coming to our community. GG's to the Reddit mods. Can't wait to hear more from Mod Pod. Now, guys, some events, right? I, I've talked about this previously, and I even talked about it just earlier in the episode. I would love to have some events, some more friendly wars, some events to get the community together, because now that we have just this tiny update, the only thing that's keeping the max players interested is doing some fun events uh good cop bad cop actually asked me a decent question um, about events and why we get so excited about them uh, having the chance to do events and do wars against friends and deal with some of the you know the different bounties and things that get put out and the trash talking that we get to do in the servers and i, I just i do get excited about some of the events it was actually an event war that klaus gaming was doing with supporters that got me noticed and got me and proverbs 31 and dynamite and w parker got all of us invited to come over to the cloud to the knights of zion and from there we have just you know we have grown this little community that we have in the klaus gaming community and i love them i love the events you get you know, whether somebody's streaming them, whether it's just, you know, chatting in the Discord servers, you get, when you know who it is you're fighting against and you guys can be talking with each other and not just, you know, hey, there's a clan, we matched up with them, we don't know anything about them, we can't chat with them. That, that is something that I would love. You know, there's other games out there, mobile games, when you're having any sort of war against different alliances or clans or whatever where there's some sort of chat that can be happening i would i would maybe like to see that you know get a little bit of whatever some some smack talk going that that could be fun but when you have these arranged wars and events and stuff you get to do that and it does get to be fun now we did have uh an event that was scheduled for february the clash files family challenged the knights of zion to a war and that that event has been postponed um and that that's that it, it's it's sad that it's been postponed we'll, we'll just leave it at that um part of the reason and well part of the reason is probably my fault but it, it it's it's because of some things in the past that have happened and some people are probably going to get upset that I'm not naming what's going on. The people who are involved in this are going to know that I'm talking about them and think that I'm just not wanting to, to speak their name, but it's really, I don't want to, I don't want to do the whole name and blame kind of thing. There were some tempers that were flaring last year at the end of the summer scrims. There were some folks on from two different clan families who got into arguments and it wasn't good for either of the clan families. We both had leaders from those clan families who were stepping in and trying to get people to cool their jets and take a step back. I know that I was back in my discord server uh, trying to tell the folks that were involved to just, you know, shut your trap, let it go and be done with it. Folks were, were muted. Some folks were kicked out of, of discord servers and it, it, I thought it was okay. We deal, we dealt with it. 
scrims are over. We're good to go. And then a little while later, I come to find out that I had been kicked out of a Discord server. I had been banned from a Discord server. And I had asked, you know, some of the, the friends that I have who help run that. It was like, hey, what's going on? And didn't really get any specifics. There was nothing that was pointed out as to, to what the deal was. But when it comes to events... I don't feel comfortable participating in events where I'm expected to do this event with a, a community where I am not welcome. And if I have been banned from their community Discord server and I'm not welcome there, then I, I, I don't know why I don't really want to have to do events with them in the name and, and worry about whether or not my guys who have been kicked out of stuff are going to get in more arguments with their guys. And it's just, it's just kind of an uncomfortable thing. So until we can resolve some of whatever this mess is, the event between us, and it's not, it's not the Clash Files family. Those guys have been great. I have no issues there. It's, it's some other, other stuff. And if it's my fault, then it's it's my fault and I'm, I'm sorry i'd love to know what it is that i did and maybe we can address it but as long as i am not welcome in their community when the rest of my team is not welcome in their, in their community then i'm just i'm not going to be doing events uh with 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 them on uh on the title card so to say so i i don't want to you know this sounds like a a whining drama session that's not what it's meant um to the guys who you know who you are Guys, let's. I want to bury the hatchet. I want to get over this. Uh, let's let's figure something out so that we can we can all do these things and not have any sort of issues. I don't want any more tempers flaring from from my guys on the the Knights of Zion side. And if if we have to, I'll I'll take care of that. But um, you know, I'm a guy that I'm saying that I want to be all about community and I want to get events and things going. And if I'm if I'm a stumbling block to that, then then that's bad on me. And there's there's something that I've got to change there. So, um, let let me know how we can how we can overcome whatever whatever the issues are, and let's uh, let's start off this new year with a new light. Let bygones be bygones, and we'll move on. We'll carry on and and have some fun clashing together. That's. Yeah, that, that's where we're going to end that. I don't even know if I'm going to leave that in the episode. I might, I might end this and decide to edit all of that out because it's just, it's uncomfortable and I didn't really want to give it the light of day. I just wanted to try to work it out privately, but that just seems like it's not going to happen. So uh, this is me, you know, extending out an olive branch and hoping that we can overcome whatever the mess is that we have going on here so that we can all enjoy some time together uh, as one big happy podcast community. Guys, that I think is how we're going to end it today. What do we have coming up? Um, I don't know. I, you know, I really don't know what we have coming up. Is there any new announcements? I think there's, a, there's an, an event going on right now in clash of clans for is it wizards is that what i'm told i'm booting up the game right now let's see what we have in the events tab yes the wizard of oz ha 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 wizard of oz i have to use eight wizard troops and what do i get i get a resource potion 
Well, you know what? A resource potion is going to come in handy on my Town Hall 12. So let's finish that event on the Town Hall 12. And then in a little over about 14 hours, we have Discount Brewery. I'm told I've seen two different things. One of them said that all spells were going to be 90% off. And one thing I saw said that spells were going to be 50% off. So I'm not sure which one is correct, but we're going to have some cheap spells coming up. So for those people who like to farm cheaply and not use spells, now you're going to be able to farm cheaply and use some spells. So that should help you guys out. Uh, me, I, uh, we just had some discussions in, in one of the Discord servers. I think it was uh, Clash Tips. There were some discussions about farming stuff. I, I don't want to pull directly from their stuff, right? I'm not trying to steal any of their content. I, I usually listen to every podcast that's available before I record so that I am not taking anybody else's stuff, right? Um, but this was just a discussion about farming strategies. My farming strategy, I just finished off my Town Hall 14, completely maxed it out, and I... A couple months ago did this with the with the fall update and found that oh i think it was crystal two was where i was finding a whole ton of loot uh this past last week when i farmed up and finished off all of my town all 14 walls i was actually seeing that master two master three master two was where uh, most of the loot was so that that farming range kind of changes and i'm going to send my town hall 12 down and see where the good loot is for town hall 12 and try to farm that up as much as possible. As soon as I get some builders available, I got all my builders on army camps and a, a couple of high priority things that I usually like to have one builder available to do walls. But when I'm at the beginning of the town hall and I want to get those higher priority things done and I don't have all of the books and things because that's a free to play account, then I, yeah, I've got all the, all the builders working. And man, free to play accounts, those builders take forever. You have no boost from the gold pass. Oh, I feel like my Town Hall 12 takes even longer than my Town Hall 14. I know that's not true, but it, it just feels that way. So I'm totally going to be taking advantage of this discount brewery on my 12. Maybe I'll drop down to probably drop down. Maybe I'll go all the way down to gold and then work my way back up because that'll take me down through all of the leagues because it's I'm in Titan right now. Go down through most of the leagues. I'm not going to drop all the way to silver. There's there's no point. I know there's not a whole ton of loot down there. Uh, and then work my way back up until I find that good loot range. Then I'm just going to be doing sneaky gob farming, guys. Uh, looking for where I can use 15 to 20 sneaky gobs, pick up, oh, three, 400,000 of, of gold and elixir and the raid and then go on to the next one so that I'm just back to back to back to back getting a bunch of loot instead of next 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 looking for those big one or two million loot raids so yeah I'll be taking advantage of that discount brewery hope you guys are too now anything else any other questions that you guys might have for me please look me up on discord I am a part of the Clash on the Potty family, so I'm in that Discord server. The link is always in the podcast description, and I will usually try to post it into the show notes also so that you can look me up there. I'm in the Klaus Gaming Discord server also. That's uh, that's where I spend a lot of time as a, as a moderator there uh, and an admin, unfortunately. I'm one of the guys having to admin and run the thing, so I appreciate all of you guys who are, who are running community servers that are even larger or more active than that one because it it's it's not it's no joke but if you've got anything uh post it in the questions for catfish or just ping me i don't i don't mind if you've got questions for me send them in to the uh into the discord server i do have 
two questions here. One from Orion. So this is in response to last week where T43 asked me which troop, defense, and spell I would remove. Then Orion responded. He says, first, great question, T43. I don't blame you for removing all my faves. I'm sorry they were your favorites, Orion. Oops. <laughs> uh, speaking of the Valkyrie, because I said I was going to get rid of the Valkyrie. Speaking of the Valkyrie, that troop is a problem. It seems to be the one troop that Clash of Clans really wants to work, but never seems to stick. It was, in fact, one of my favorites back when Town Hall 9 was about 8 months, 12 months old. Falcon for the win. Yep, well, good old Falcon at Town Hall 9, and even a little bit into 10. Uh, but even then... It was a secure two-star, but they never had enough gas to finish. Lately, I have been trying a Super Valk to supplement my Queen Charge. Oh, that's... Okay, supplement the Queen Charge. That's a decent idea. I was thinking that her Rage might boost the healers. However, it seems very situation-dependent. Timing her going down and her not running off to the side where her Rage becomes completely useless. That has me thinking, what if they could utilize the AI for the Grand Warden to have the Super Valk throw the Rage affixed to her back towards the heaviest weight of troop space within an area of effect similar to the Grand Warden Aura. A shadow caster that occasionally casts invisibility on surrounding troops. Whew. We do have this with healers who are single targeting, but the difference here is really the AI determining a mass block of troops and casting the AoE that almost all of the spell cast by the player use interesting concept orion and actually that's what tip dog then says right after he says interesting idea this is from tip uh the rework wouldn't necessarily be on the valk itself but on the spell she's carrying the valk valiantly makes a mighty throw of her op spell into the midst of her fellow troops just before she pops into nothingness to offer her brave comrades a fighting chance at a glorious three star i wonder if supercell has tested this concept at all i do like that idea right because the i think it, it's no it's 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 no secret that the Valk could seriously use some rework with the way that base building is now. Their their special ability really doesn't have too much of an impact except for situational things like using one with, with queen charges and whatnot. So that if you're or with the, the flame flinger where if a bunch of skellies pop up, you can you can send in that Valk to take care of the, the skelly traps and whatnot. I like this idea, Ryan. Um, a, not really a complete redo of the troop, but just adding in whether it's the the AI from the healer where they target because healers do, they are an area of, of effect. Um, it, it's a little bit splash, but it's just, it's small. Um, so it's not just a single target thing for the healers, but something along lines. Yeah. Like where the healers and the grand warden where maybe she could throw it. Maybe it's only a certain distance or maybe, maybe even her AI is worked to where instead of just looking for buildings that are next to each other, she sticks with a group of troops that could really bring that super Valk into contention i think so great idea orion i mean i'm glad we've got you in the server and in the clans because orion's in knights of zion with me and he's in the cotp plebs uh great addition homeboy was the most consistent at filling war clan castles in eden's edge this month so appreciate you there uh buddy all right guys that is going to do it for me can't wait to talk with y'all on the discord servers or in the subreddit please don't forget head to the subreddit and give us some feedback on your interactions with supercell support until next time guys i hope that y'all are staying safe and having some fun while you're out there playing in traffic bye for now